Turn the plane around, your ass keep complaining How you gonna be mad on vacation? everybody here we are shook me the mooney episode 58 uh today is june 29th it's a tuesday afternoon uh very hot i feel like ace ventura pet when nature calls uh when he's in the rhino you know warm i'm not gonna do that now this isn't only fan so i'm not gonna be doing any of that yeah. undressing uh but hey shook it's tuesday normally we do this on the weekend uh what happened? Yeah. We, we didn't record. What happened? Yeah, we lied last week. We said we were going to do, do it remotely. But I ended up, um, I was down in Florida. So I guess me and Mike's, um, between me, like, you know, going to, like, theme parks. If you see, I got my Disney, I got my Disney, Walt Disney World shirt. Um, me going to theme parks and drinking and such, like, and just, you know, doing shit like i might you know doing what mike does we didn't we didn't our, our schedule doesn't didn't match up so i said let me come back let me try to record something um let's try to record something today and try to get it out um asap so we, you know there'll be enough time between this and the next episode yeah i want to talk to you about that florida because i didn't really think about it until uh you were posting pictures oh. of your uh but I should say, um, even though like we're probably gonna be on regular schedule this week, so that means like this episode is probably coming out on Wednesday, and then the next episode is gonna come out on like Monday. What I've been noticing on like the trends with our episodes is that like you know the newer episodes aren't getting listened to as much, but I've noticed like the older episodes like the numbers are increasing. So I think a lot of people have been like probably had like a taste and then it's like oh i gotta hear more of this so you know listen at your own speed they're all there and you know for you to enjoy and you know manifest and stuff like that you know if you're on your way to work you can listen uh on your way to work on your way back home each day you could just send shameless plug okay i'm glad you brought that up too but uh yeah so you're i didn't really think about it until like like yesterday you were saying like Oh man, sorry, Mike. Man, I'm beat from all the walking around the amusement parks and, 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 and all the drinking and stuff like that. And I was like, I just realized like you're like going flying around on these like coasters and all these different crazy rides. And I'm remembering I went to Florida the last time 20 years ago, and before that was like '96. Yeah. So I have a couple of stories I want to bring that up because uh, uh, you you posted you were in front of the Jurassic Park, the Lost World, uh, Universal Studios. I know you're rocking your Disney shirt. I'm more of a Universal guy though uh i love you know i have memories of me running around uh like the fake hollywood set in Holly in the orlando uh universal studios where then it was like it kind of looked like uh the 1920s in new york yeah i don't know how it looks like now but yeah but they would have like the ghost house yeah but they had like beetlejuice well, yeah, not down anymore. Yeah. yeah but listen so like this is not, this is 2000 okay 
So everything was 90s, you know, because the thing opened up in 1990, 89. And uh, on my shelf, I still have all like my like uh, Back to the Future stuff from like the ride. And I have uh, a freaking, I don't have a college ring, but I do have a Hill Valley High School ring from Universal. <laughs> and I have another one. These are all from like 20 years ago. And I just remember how awesome uh, those, that time was be there. It was so like, it was so pure. And I can't wait to go, maybe one day I'll go back there with like, if I have a family, you know, yeah, that's my goal is to go there next time like that. Uh, oh, man. Lord, all the wish I don't you, man. All of that, like, it was, <laughs> it was just me, my mom, and my brother. And I had so many, like, families that were just, like, yelling at each other, yelling at the kids. Because, you know, it was, like, stressful. Like, oh, yeah, so, yeah. you know, because I always think about it. I'm like, you, you take kids to a place where they want to do everything and buy everything and eat everything. Gets, you know, you're trying to keep them happy, but it gets stressful on the parents. Um, yeah, like you mentioned something about, oh, I'm taking my uh, beer drinking, uh, uh, take, my tips from the middle-aged white guy drinking. I was laughing at that. This will get you through the afternoon, right? Yo, uh, <laughs> but listen, so you said that um, I'm remembering the memories of me chasing Doc and like uh, Charlie Chaplin and stuff. But in 96, you know, bickering, of course, at that point, I went I went with uh, it was my brother and like my parents. We went as like a family together. And um, speaking of Beverly Hills Cop 3, uh, remember the scene where like they're in like the earthquake ride that they used? It was like mm -hmm. the uh, yeah. So we're on the earthquake ride in 96. And, you know, it's high. We're like waiting. It takes like three hours. And that was still a new ride because the whole park was new. Yeah. And uh, like we finally get in the tram. If you guys know what the ride is like, it's like a subway monorail type thing. And my dad's like trying to close uh, the door. And, you know, we're like, hurry up. I'm like, it's all like, you know, we're all like angst, uh, uh, you know, excited and everything. And he's like trying to close the damn thing. And he's like, boom. And he completely just breaks the lock on the thing. And yeah. And my dad's like, like that, like looking around, and uh, then the person that was operating the thing, that the kid, obviously, was probably like a twenty-year-old kid, it didn't lock, so they're like looking around. They go over to him, and they go, "Oh, what happened?" And he's like, "I don't know, like it's broken or something." So instead of us like awkwardly leaving, and we're like, "Oh, you ruined the ride for us," they were like, "Oh, we're so sorry." Um, here, 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 take this pass. So for the next three days, we had skipped to the front of the line because they thought yeah. that we, like, it was an inconvenience, but we really, it was really just like, oh, shit, we broke this. Yeah. Uh, but we got a free pass. So that for the next two days, three days, we, uh, no lines really. We just skipped, went right to the front. And uh, that's my memory of that. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, uh, what about you? Your brother seemed like he had a great time, you know, uh, the rides. Yeah, they had all, well, we went to Universal first, and because of, like, the COVID thing, like, Universal didn't have, like, any, like, restrictions, mm. and um, so that one was, like, easier to, like, get into, you just bought your ticket, but, like, in Disney, you have to, like, reserve a spot that day, because they only, I guess they only allow, like, a certain amount in, because oh. I didn't notice, like, the park, the parks were, like, a little like less packed than they usually are. Like all of the parking lots at Disney World, like they looked like um the you know when you leave the park when the parking mm -hmm. lots empty, that's how the park looked like all day. Wow. Um and you know how there's like usually like a long line to like you know swipe your ticket to get in. Um but it wasn't none of that now. 
we realized like in the on the second day i don't know if my mom like realized that like between or she read it that like you just go to get guest relations and you let your um you let them know like my brother was like autistic and because they don't do fast pass now because of the mm. covid so you let them know like you 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 know somebody in your family is like has a disability or whatever and they'll because now they don't have tickets they have these cards and luckily from my last trip to disney in 2018 um i still have my card i actually picked it up right when we were leaving to go in the car to go to the airport i was like oh like we might need this because i do remember like the last time i went they told us when we got the cars, they were like, yeah, like, hold on to that. You could use that anytime you come to Disney World. Like, it makes it, like, easier and, like, convenient or whatever, whatever. So, luckily, I had mine, and we bought the tickets, and my mom couldn't find, like, the email or confirmation. But since my thing was already linked into, like, the My Disney, like, app or whatever, they swiped my card, and they were able to get, like, two cards, on um, replacement cards, for my mom and brother so i still have the card from like 2018 that has like dinosaur like the uh, dinosaur dinosaur ride from um animal kingdom from the movie dinosaur from like 2000 and even like a popular ride but we when we went in 2018 we didn't get to go to hollywood studios and mm -hmm. in the interim we knew that like the star wars and the um what was it toy story like those areas like opened up in there where it's like its own little section now so you know Star Wars one was kind of like underwhelming it had one ride that you kind of had to like um we didn't know but you had to like make an appointment or sign up for like before you get to the park like it had two windows and by the time we got there and found out they were like those windows were closed like a, like a performance one like a kind of like a yeah i think it was thing. one that was supposed to take you through like mm. star wars and like put you into like a like starship and stuff like that but we did get to um ride the millennium falcon mm. um oh i didn't i forgot to finish this story about my brother so it, they mm. set it up in a way that like you just go up to like a person you know at the starter line like the person there and they would scan your card and give you like a time for you to come back they would say all right like you come back at like 142 um it's like a five minute like buffer or whatever um come back at like 142 anytime between like 137 and 142 and they kind of took like since they're not using like the fast pass thing like they just bring you through that fast pass thing and you just join the ride like a little bit before the end of the line so that actually like saved us a lot of time so we were able to like hit all like we had all the rides that we wanted to hit in um the disney studios the one thing we didn't in, in the um hollywood studios was um i was telling my mom they had like this whole like museum they because my god you, you've been to um hollywood studios before it used to be called MGM, right? MGM Studios, yeah. Yeah. And I actually had like an area where you could see like the art. Well, this is way back when when you could see the artists, mm, yeah. um, the animators. Her. Yeah. But like, I don't know. If that, I think that's it might still be there, but you know, they don't do hand animation anymore. Right. Really. Um, 
oh what, what, yeah when i went there we went through the mulan they were they were making mulan yeah so that was 96 and it came out in 98 toy story was like didn't even come out yet that's how long ago it was yeah um, i think it was there like my first trip to disney i don't think it was there like my second trip yeah, um i'm tied up real nicely at the end with like a story and they had like a, a museum that ended with like a 15 minute movie about Walt Disney. So I'm walking through this museum and I'm like looking at all of these like little like pictures of like Mickey Mouse and Oswald the Rabbit and reading these signs. And my mom is like asking me questions because she, you know, like I'm like a walking encyclopedia. So my mom, like, God forbid, she like opens up Google and just puts asks a question because you ask me shit. I'm like, I don't know. Chuck, <laughs> really tell me about the history of Walt Disney. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're you're an app. But, but what I did say, I'm walking through these things, I'm seeing all these things, and I'm like, not one fucking time do I see Ewerks name at all. And if anybody mm. know you Ewerks, he was basically the co-creator of Mickey Mouse and Oswald the Rabbit. And up until recently, he was kind of like forgotten, um, and a lot of the credit towards like Mickey Mouse got, you know, put onto Walt Disney. They were like, "Oh, like Walt Disney sketched it on a train." I'm like, mm, I don't think so. I think they came up with like an idea, and Ewers like cleaned it up. So, and then you watch the movie, and the movie made no mention of him. Like it talked a lot about like Roy, and I'm sitting there watching. And I'm like. You know, maybe if like Roy wasn't his brother, like he wouldn't even got mentioned either. Yeah, um, they mentioned that a lot in um, the Simpsons with uh, Itchy and Scratchy with Itchy and Scratchy Land. They have a yeah. thing where like they're watching like you know you stand up near the bars and Elisa yeah. and Bart are watching a history of uh, history of Roger uh, Roger Roger Meyer Meyer Roger Meyer is like their version of Disney yeah. and Walt Disney, but. Um, yeah, I'm, I, you know, Simpsons I'm bringing up, but uh, uh, I also want to bring up, you have a picture with the Johnny Carson. We always talk about talk shows. So mm -hmm. they, had a, they had a talk show at late night uh, area there too? Well, I was in Universal Studios, so they yeah. had a ride. Um, so the whole facade of the building, it was in the same area you're talking about where it's like, it looks like New York. Mm. Like it, the facade of it looks like 30 Rock. So it looks oh, like wow. down there, you know, Rockefeller Center where like, Radio City and NBC and everything is. Um, and unbeknownst to me, it was like an actual like ride. Like you go in there and it's like one of those things like the theater, you sit in the theater and like you strap in and it's like you're in a Tonight Show crowd and you're racing behind Jimmy Fallon all around New York. It was confusing as hell to me because I went from like Radio City straight to Times Square and I'm like there is like a good like three or four blocks in between that yeah. I know <laughs> that they did that in movies like uh it could happen no one of the movies with Michael J. Fox when he's like a doorman or whatever and he like falls in love. Yeah. Uh they show him on like 14th Street, then it cuts to him on like 56th Street and it's like nah that's not how it works. Um but yeah uh that sounds cool. Uh, is there a part where you're Jay Leno and you're hiding in the closet and you're you're eavesdropping? Is there a part with that? Uh, uh, but, but hey, I did I did, I did ignore him. I, I, I love the pictures of um Steve Allen 
who, if people don't know, that's the original host of the Tonight Show. Then Jack Parr was after him. Um, they didn't have Eddie Corbass, who was like the interim host between Jack Parr and Steve Allen. And then Johnny Carson, of course, did it like forever. And then Jay Leno came in and I kind of ignored him. And then it was like, they at least, mm. at least they acknowledge like Conan's, Conan's time as, as the, um, as a host of the Tonight Show. Did they like, uh, and by the way, in 2009, uh, Conan, speaking of Conan, while yeah. you were gone, his finale happened while you were gone. Oh, I watched um, something, one of his, his episodes last week, I actually watched in a hotel um, when he went to like an Irish, um, like an Irish society building or something, and he was like river dancing. And yeah. he, kicked, he kicked the, the little girl in her face. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, so like the finale happened last week too. Um, so you were having fun running around, and I was sitting in this little bleak because my significant other is actually in Florida on a trip too. So I haven't been doing anything. Everybody working. went to Florida, but yeah, <laughs> what the hell? Everyone retired for a week. No, so I'm here. I'm like, I, I feel like I'm one of the guys with like the telescope and like sitting and watching people, you know, I'm like losing my mind here. Um, but I watched a lot of Conan stuff because it was the finale, a great lineup. It's not his like final show ever. He's going to have a thing on HBO. Yeah, but... I figure he's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's, got, he's, very, something. he's got something on the line. I, I think that Tonight Show experience, it probably, it, it probably taught him like, you got to have like something lined up down the road like yeah, you gotta yeah. have all your, your ducks in a row it was perfect timing business. perfect timing covid like he already he uh he shortened his show like three years ago anyway so just like a half hour gave his other 30 minutes to some other production thing he's working on like a production deal he had with the younger talent uh now he'll just you know casually do a show on hbo max for a while but they had a great lineup uh he had, I liked his speech. He had a thing with, uh, you know, he met his wife on a segment on a on a on a location. Oh yeah, I did her. Uh, I I did it. Uh, like yeah, it so was like cool. he was he was like he wanted. I read that somewhere where he was like he wanted um the names of everybody in a segment, and the person that he was talking to was like, "It's a, it's the blonde, isn't it?" And he was like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cool. So that's like very personal. Uh, that you know, his actual life had to do with the show. And then from there, you know, I watched the first episode. He was so awkward. It was weird. I uh, got to give props to Andy Richter. I, I forgot how great he was. Yeah. Uh, even the first episode, he took chances and stuff. But that's cool. I mean, uh, I'm sure, uh, you know, uh, you'll catch up on the other guys who are there. Uh, we can talk about more Florida stuff uh, after. But I just want to remind everyone, too, what else we have going on today. Usually we do, you know, we do our sports talk. So we're going to talk about our beloved Yankees. Kind of in the shitter right now. Uh, also, it's the end of June. Um, we're nearing the NBA Finals. A uh, great time, June, June and July. It's always June, but now it's going to be July. NBA Finals is always uh, that time of year. Uh, we got four teams left. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, the potential uh, finals. Uh, it doesn't seem to be a little, a little sexy for a lot of the people in the biz. A lot of the uh, analysis, analysis are saying. And I liking it, so we're gonna give our take on that. Also, um, you know, my our birthdays passed in the last month, uh, so what I got for my birthday, I got a I got a ticket to a concert. So it'd be like the first concert I'm going to in like two years. Uh, so I was thinking about that. I'm like, oh, I'm excited to go back out there. And in the meantime, I saw a tweet, and it was about uh, MSG Madison Square Garden, 1987. They had the entire uh, calendar. And all the all the bands and uh, artists who performed, 
And uh, so I was cool and I sent it to Shug and me and him were like talking about it for a little bit. Uh, I want to talk about that because uh, it's going to be back in the mood to make some more memories at the garden and places like that. So we're going to talk about that. Um, and that's going to be episode 58. Um, but let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's keep it going with the Yankees. All right. So yeah. while you were gone over yeah. the weekend, we had our, uh, we had a series with, you know, the Boston Red Sox, our arch nemesis. Yeah. And uh, you were not, not too pleased, Shug? Well, I'll say, I think this was like the first time in my life. I think I, I, I hadn't watched any Yankee games. I wasn't on my phone checking the score every minute. Like, it just was what it was. And um, I think, you know, if, if you've listened to this, like since the beginning of the season, like uh, you you've seen where my head out his head is out with this team. Um, but yeah, I saw they got swept by Boston again, but you know this time in Fenway, so it's a little less embarrassing because you're not you know getting beat in your home stadium. But they have like an atrocious record against like actual teams that they need to beat to win the division. You have but so many games you play to the Baltimore Orioles and not only that, but these same teams, they play the Orioles a bunch of times too. So they could pot their lead. Um but they haven't beat um the Rays really at all. They win less against Boston and they barely beat being Toronto, I think we're probably um, we're probably five hundred against them, or like slightly below five hundred against them. So it's it's not looking good. And um, I don't know, man. I think I hate to say it because like I like you know Brian Cashman. I respect him. Um, I don't think he's a slouch. Like, everybody thinks, like, oh, it must be easy to be a Yankees GM because you just throw money at things. But it's not really just, like, signing free agents or trading with players. You have to accumulate assets to trade with players. And also you have to have a farm system to – because not everybody on your team you're going to be paying, like, you know, oodles of money to. You have to be able to, like, maneuver. Um but I was like talking to a guy like in, in the pool when I was in, in Florida, like he was from Boston. So I get in the pool and he's like, you know, I was like, yeah, like he's from Boston. And he was like, nah, he was like, don't hate me. And I was like, listen, buddy, like I probably hate the, the Yankees just as much as you do right now. I'm like, they've been a disappointment. And I told him, I was like, I think like this might, this year might be the, like the, the Yankees might have to do the same thing that the Red Sox did in 2011 with Theo Epstein. It might be that time for, like, a new um, a new voice. Yeah, Theo Epstein. And then he went out to, what, to Chicago, right? Back in, yeah. Yeah, so he had success. Yeah, but, but... The, the same thing is he went on and he won elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Boston took had two different GMs that ended up winning and doing what Theo did, which was, like, seemingly for, like, 100 for 86 years was like the impossible, which was one of you know, World Series to the Red Sox. But, you know, the, the Red Sox and the Yankees go hand in hand. The, the Red Sox have won three championships. Um, not even three, what? 04, 7, 18, and 13. So they've won four World Series to R1. 
Like yeah, and they beat and they did it with amazing fashion in 2004. And two of those times they and two of those times they beat us. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mean, you could have like uh, like you said the Boston one. Uh, you could take what Cashman has done for the last you know like three decades, take use that as a blueprint. Uh, but then just like instead of just like working with him, you know, just use the same template and just kind of make it more of a 2020. You know, uh, you know, because we got to get more into the the future of baseball. Because you, how long can we play all the Yankees? We have twenty, you know, twenty seven World Championships and all that. It's twenty it years. Seems into like decade. such a diff- distant memory. Like I posted a tweet today, um, because I had to look it up. I rem- you remember um when John Oliver did the thing where he gave he bought like his show bought like two tickets to like Legend Seats, which are like basically like three months rent for like mm-hmm. normal people and because there was a whole thing this was before like MLB and the Yankees started dealing with like StubHub and StubHub was kind of working like independent like independent resellers so um Launch Ross was like the COO of the Yankees like from the time the stadium opened he'd been saying a bunch of like tone deaf like um upper crust shit at the end of the day it's a baseball stadium like it's not like going to like you know uh masters or something it's a it's a baseball tournament i mean it's a baseball game not a golf tournament but he was making it seem like well stuff up is ruining their brand because um hmm. and john oliver was kind of pointing out the fact that like these tickets were bought by like season ticket holders and they're just being resold so they could get something back for games that they don't go to. And they put it, they put them on like StubHub. So instead of somebody paying like $2,500 for a ticket, like they ended up paying like maybe like 200 bucks. And he was saying uh, like, you know, maybe the people who belong in that section, so to speak, like upper class people, they perhaps wouldn't want to sit next to like regular smoes like me and Mike because we bought these tickets on um on StubHub. And it was a surprise to me because I actually thought it came before, but it came after um Hal Steinbrenner, I think in 2013. Both of these quotes were years that the Yankees didn't make the playoffs. So it showed you where their head was at. It was yeah. like, we don't have to, we he he's like, you don't have to spend, I don't think you have to spend. And he said it real adamantly. He was like, oh, you, I, I don't think you have to spend $200 million to field a championship team. I was like, what the fuck do you know? Like, you didn't win a championship. Like, the year that he took over was the year we won the World Series, but he took over. That was already, like, you yeah, know. Like a, like a president, you know, like Trump with, like, Obama, everything Obama did. He got credit for 2017. Yeah, so it was basically like whoever like George had running the team, which was which from what we assume was like um Steve Swindle, who was married to great um, name, great name. Yeah, definitely. Great name. If it wasn't for that damn DUI, we'd probably have like five championships already. I know, but I, I appreciate a name like you know, like like Madoff, like Bernie Madoff. Yeah. Great. Um yeah, like Steve Swindle, um, Hank R.I.P., who who um, actually died last year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
whose house older brother remember it was the time like he was the the face you know after when george kind of um you know his his health started to decline he was the face and he was just as brash maybe a little bit more so than like george was and then he told him like yeah you gotta roll it back yeah it's uh, like you know the personality it's like they kind of had that uh small time owner but it was still a corporation so you know yeah. you always hear stories about these owners like in like the south or in crazy like small towns who are like very vocal and they're like a personality in, in themselves they're a brand in themselves that's kind of like how you know, the Steinbrenners were were you know yeah. now it's more a corporation but before i go any further with that let me go back to the tickets you mentioned me and you if we got like legend seats so basically we would have to pull like a, a titanic we you know the caprio up win a poker game, win these tickets, yeah. like stowaways. Yeah, we'd be at the uh, El Presidente drinking those across the street, playing poker, get the tickets, and run in there. And then that's how we hobnob with these uh, Legends uh, season ticket holders. That's yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's how we would get put on. <laughs> Why not? I mean, that'd be good. Um, yeah, but it just, like, you know, I, my tweet was, like, I should have known, like, the Yankees would have been in, like, some dark days of just mediocrity where it's just, like, you know, every night, like, the man, like, oh, my God. And, like, everybody's saying, like, oh, firing Aaron Boone doesn't, like, solve anything. But I'm like, all right, after every game, he's like, this team is better than how they're playing. Or we're, we just haven't, we're going to turn this corner. And it's like, bro, like, okay, so I could take out one out of two weeks. Either they're not responding to you or you're not doing a good enough job in motivating them in both situations, then that means you need to be replaced. Exactly. That's like the talent's there and like the straw, they don't have to quote a Yankee, you know, this, we, we need the straw to stir the drink, you know? So yeah, if, and if it's the like, ingredients are no, in there. There's no leadership. Like there's nobody in our locker room that's like, yo, like you guys need to get it together. Like, who are you going to listen to? Brett Gardner as like, you know, like 37 year old self with his like 202 like batting average like what are we gonna do think about it who is it it was cc but who's it now it beats me if i know they should play that thing with a bat and like whoever gets on top and then they're like all right listen to this guy yeah you're in charge tonight <laughs> we need somebody i mean uh that's a good that's a good way to put it we're like like last night it's there they... we just we don't know there's no direction like like we had this like over oh, the up-and-coming 2017, you know, when they were saying, like, that was the year. Not the year, but like that was, like, we could have did it. And now, mm -hmm. like, the schedule, like, we're, we're – let's forget about 2020. But, like, we're, like uh, – now we're, we're not early to the party. Now we're, like, dude, where are you now, man? You're late. I guess. Yeah. It's so, like you pulled up to the bar. You was thinking – you was looking front, like, fresh. Yeah. Like, you was about to pull, like, some girls. And it's, like, yo, like, the bar lights are starting to turn on. Like you ain't got a single, you ain't got a single number yet. Free game. <laughs> you ain't free game. You ain't got no. You ain't left. You you ain't got no girl in the Uber, let alone like got a girl's number. It's like what is going on? Um, and there there ain't no like grenades for you to take home. Yeah, they're like you pregame too hard, in a way that you're like, all right, I have time. We go upstairs to quick nap. Uh, oh, wait, let me line up my beard. Oh, yeah. and then I know it was like, oh, 47 minutes went by. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Uber, Uber, he left. Like, you see the Uber, like, on the other thing, just like leave, like, just, just like, disappears. <laughs> shit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, um, I'm excited for, because, uh, like, dude, they couldn't even beat a pit The pitcher last night had heat exhaustion and, like, threw up on the mound. And, <laughs> oh, man, that was won. bad. That team still beat us. Like, yeah. 
I was I was getting off the plane and I saw the the um the notification. I was like, all right, let me check this. I, I looked at the notification and then like by the time we got home, it was like, yeah, Yankees lost like five three. And I'm like, you couldn't beat a team with a pitcher who threw up on the mound. Like, come on, like what, that, the, what are we that doing? Last, here? That happened last week too. Yeah, that guy threw up too. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. see that? Well, I told you I wasn't watching any games. So okay, so yeah. Oh, this so uh, the whole week like that was like the big news for me. Uh, it was kind of like the scout, uh, the uh, the scout, right? With uh, uh, Brooks. Remember that movie about the Yankees? Oh, yeah, yeah, I love that movie. Great movie, by the way. We'll, yeah. One day we'll do it in, in retrospect of that. Um, Michael Rappaport. Watch it. it. Yeah, yeah. The, I have a Michael Rappaport. Uh, him getting signed, like a picture of it. Uh, yeah, but he threw up on the mound, and this happened last week. And then the next day, the guy was sent down to AAA. What if he was just like, you know, I didn't feel good this week. It's really hot. Maybe that's, but you know, if it's one of those things where he's like uh, nervous, like he's not up to par. But uh, that's 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 nasty. Yeah. That's gross. I don't, um, I don't know. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know what they're doing. Man. It's it's um it's starting to get into some dire times. This is but you know what? At the end of the day, it's like. It made me appreciate the Knicks season even more because I'm like, if the Knicks were terrible this season, like, bro, I would be, I, I, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. And also, like, like I, delirious. I, I delirious. Uh, I like it feels such like 2019, 2018. I barely watched the Giants because I always worked when they played. Yeah. I was working Sundays until like five, whatever. 2019, same deal. Last year, it was a you know, it was a different year. Um, I watched more games, but like it wasn't one to be proud of. Yeah. I mean, still had a chance, though. I mean, um, I'm crazy, you know. But uh, so it feels like the Knicks is the only thing I've really watched. Yeah. Like it's like that's it. And you know what's funny as hell, and it's like it, it like blew my mind. Like we were in Fort Lauderdale, and then we drove up to Orlando. We were in Fort Lauderdale for four days, and then Orlando the next four. So we pull up, and the valet, he sees my shirt because I had on my, my Randall, um, the Broadway bully shirt. And he was like, man, that shirt is fire, as I knew. And I was like, yeah. He was like, man, God, it was good this year. And I was like, yeah. He was like, yo, like, Spike is a curse. Mm. And I was like, yeah. I was like, this is the first time I've heard somebody else say it out loud to me. I was like, I yeah, I was like, man, like, I, I showed up like my brother was wearing the shirt. Um, of our podcast, I was like, dude, I have a video, like, I talk about it all the time, and I swear, like, I'm talking to myself, I'm glad, like, somebody else, under, like, sees it, I'm like, he oh. goes away, I'm like, he goes away, we start playing good again, he comes back, and then, like, we lose in five, and Julius Randle plays, like, he got his, 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 um, like, the Monstars took his, his, um, his powers. His juice. But yeah. blame so non New York area guys or Nick fans, you, you gotta blame the talking heads. You gotta blame uh the people that are like freaking making Spike Lee out to be like, oh, like Dolan is a piece of shit, you know, like Spike Lee. Like they're they're like celebrating Spike Lee still. Uh, you know, like the ESPN guys, you know, like the first take, those guys, you know, they're like really uh using that as an excuse to shit on the owner of the Knicks when we were trying to have a good time as as fans finally getting in the first round. Mm-hmm. And it, they were kind of like, so if you're watching from outside and you think that, uh, like this guy, he would have thought maybe, oh, like Spike Lee is still our like, 
you know, our cheerleader and everything, but real diehard fans that I know, we don't like Spike. I mean, we yeah. appreciate the movies, but, you know, it's like the, as a Nick thing, it's kind of annoying. Yeah. And, um, you know, who knows? I mean, I don't know. But uh, we're, we're getting to the NBA. Yeah, I mean, it looks, yeah, uh, it's almost, yeah, it's almost the offseason, but we still got some postseason left. Um, four teams left. We got Milwaukee. Um, and they're up against Atlanta. Trey Young got injured in the, the last couple of games. I mean, well, why couldn't it not happen like a month ago? But you know, it what? Like, it, it's almost messed up. It's like, oh, like, what's your injury? I'm like, bro, like, you see all the shit he was doing to the, to the garden crowd. So now I can't be like, oh, all right, I wish he would have got like injured when he, we was playing. Like, he wanted to smoke. So I'm, I'm giving it. I'm giving yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. I, and, and I, and I said, I said the last episode, I said they backed it up. They talked yeah. shit. They backed it up. And, and they were backing it up. Uh, and you know what? The last time they're recorded actually, game one. Yeah. They're actually doing us a favor because guess what? They're in the Eastern Conference Finals. So if they go to the NBA, if they win the Eastern Conference, right? Or they're runner ups in the Eastern Conference, the Knicks lost in the first round to the team that, you know, either went to the finals or were the, the runner up to the team that went to the finals. Like, that's. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't want to get too much into like moral victories, but you know, it could be worse. Well, it's like if like we lost, the, if the Yankees lost the Twins and the Twins lost the next round, always, you know, during that run, uh, it would be like un, yeah, slight satisfaction out of it because like you're like, all right, we lost to the good team. It's kind of uh, funny because the Yankees like they literally lost to each team that represented the American League that eventually represented the American League. Yeah, the last like. Four, yeah, the last four seasons. So and it was always close. And it was always guess close. What, guess what? Should the Yankees make it to the playoffs? Which I like. God, you know, a miracle. That, that's gonna probably take. If if you beat the Yankees, you probably got a good chance to make it to the World Series. And if you make it to the World Series, you probably got a good chance to win the World Series. Uh, the Yankees are, as we wrap up the Yankee thing, uh, they're the good luck, Chuck. Yeah. Gotta go to, never the groom. Got to go through the Bronx. Or the days when they were the oh, – I'll say bridesmaid, never the groom. I mean, bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah. Last time we were the bride, like, I couldn't drink yet. Uh, like, 10 years into being legal age. Um, no, nah, but, you know, they got Atlanta and Milwaukee. Preach. <laughs> Preach. Preach, brother. Preach. It's hot. Um, I know it ain't hot in freaking Milwaukee. It probably, probably ain't hot there. Uh, don't tell a lot to, to Stephen A. Smith at um, Max Kellerman and, and Molly Kerm and all of those people. And then um, in the West, you got the Clippers and you got the Suns. And the Clippers, like the last three series, they've come back and won. As we're speaking, they are down 3-2. They were down 3 1. So, who knows? They like imagine if they come back and win that series. Well, the Eastern is tonight in about an hour. Uh, okay. So, that's by the time we do our next show, we'll we'll know the finals. But sticking with that, um, you said Clippers. All right. So, if you said, oh, Los Angeles, all right, that's sexy. Okay. Yeah. yeah they play in Staples Center. All right. I like this. Okay. They're playing the Staples Center. And they are, you know, the Clippers. They're a real, you know, relocation team. You know, they started out what in uh, upstate New York, right? Yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo Braves. Yeah, and then you got the, you know, the, the 
So, so I'm going to do my whole uh, Wikipedia uh, rabbit hole. I, I was looking at every single NBA finals the last, you know, 40 years. And you have all the dynasties, you know. You got the, you know, Lakers. You got the Celtics. Bulls, Spurs, Pistons had their two, you know, the two ones. Uh, you, know, you got the Heat and everything. But then, then out of nowhere, like you see it on the Wikipedia, then it's just like the Knicks, um, you know, the appearances, like Suns have been there twice. And then you have all like the uh, one-timers. Then you have the notion, and then you have like the um, never-beens, all the new teams. Yeah. So when you're, your eye is like, okay, so the teams that are left are the ones that were winning in the 50s, like the ones that were yeah, winning. The most recent NBA, the most recent NBA champion in the field that's left is the milwaukee bucks like in 19 like 70 something back totally when like, yeah. yeah back when kareem abdul jabbar was lou alcindor yeah man they that. had oscar robinson like it's 50 years ago um i have my history of the nba book i can look it up it's it, the book is older than me yeah uh, and then the, the bucks were the 50s, they last one in the 50s and both both western conference teams they the Suns have been to the finals, like Mike just said, um, 1976, 1992. And the Clippers have never, they had never been to the Western Conference Finals until this season. So mm-hmm. it's a whole new, it's, it's something, like, I, I like that. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, people are like, it sucks because there's no LeBron, there's no Steph, there's no Durant, there's none of these um people like you're used to seeing the finals well first of all like if the Clippers make it like Kawhi is he won two finals MVPs in the last decade so he's somebody that's been on the final stage before and it's all these things about these mashups like oh I don't like these stuff I'm like listen this season I think it also has to do with the fact that the Knicks have been good because I've said it before like it's hard to watch or enjoy a sport and your team stinks. I think the only sport that, like, your team sucks and you could probably still enjoy watching, like, primetime games is football. Mm-hmm. You know, you still watch the Super Bowl. You still watch the playoffs. You still watch Sunday night football, Monday night football, Thursday night football, you know, because it, it's on. It's going to be – it's ubiquitous. But, like, basketball is like, I don't feel like watching, like, uh, Milwaukee – um Orlando like first round game but this year it's like yeah I'm watching it because I'm not seeing all these people that I've been seeing over and over and over and over like I was so like happy in 2019 the last real NBA finals that I got this is another like Florida thing I'm keep popping at Florida things the more and more I was like driving around like Disney complex and stuff like that to get to the parks and Disney Springs Matter of fact, that was the only part of Disney that was like jam packed because it's free. Mm. Um, and I'm driving around here. I'm like, bro, like this shit is like a bunch of like essentially just like bush and like lakes wow. in like the middle of Florida. And then you add into the fact that like between like Miami, the Miami area, like. Boca Raton, Palm Beach, Fort Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Between that and, like, Orlando, there's, like, virtually, like, nothing. Like, I've seen – I didn't even know, like, Florida had so many cows. Like, it it was just grass. 
Florida is weird like that. And you have like the South, which is like its own vibe. Then you have like the other parts. Then you have like the Panhandle, which is like the South. And you have like you know the North and everything. Um, but yeah, well, with the Knicks. Yeah, but I'm I'm watching. I'm like looking at this place. I'm I'm driving around. I'm like, people really think that like a bunch of basketball games that were played here. I'm supposed to count that shit like with like Willis Reed. The Willis Reed game with the Jordan flu game with um, Dwayne Wade's finals performance. Like, I'm supposed to equate all of this with, like, games that was played around this. Like, no, nah, I'm sorry. That bubble shit ain't real to me. The it's last not canon. NBA, Non-canon. Non-canon. Yeah, the last NBA championship or finals that counted, as far as I'm concerned, until the one that, that's coming up in a few weeks was 2019. But it was refreshing you know, albeit you had the Warriors, it was the Raptors now. Like, yeah, I've been, like, eight straight years. You'd seen LeBron in the finals. He only won, like, what, two or three of them? So it, it wasn't like, oh, wow, like, you know, this guy's, like, dominating the league. He was just going to the finals and losing. And, you know, that's my opinion. But he, was like, the opposite he, was of Tom, he was the inverse of Tom Brady. Yeah, the times he won is like the times Brady lost, which were memorable. The three times he lost. Yeah, it was funny when they was um they tried to compare the two when um Tom won this year. I was like, dude, he's seven and two in a seven and three, right? Yeah, seven and three. Yeah, seven and three in the Super Bowl. I'm like LeBron is like three, three six and one because the like I said the bubble one don't really like count to me. Yeah, it's it's asterisk. Uh, it's like Space Jam too, pretty much. Like it doesn't count. It's 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 a it's yeah. A, it's it was a funny. It was funny how he got bounced out of the playoffs, and the first thing he did was like in the press conference, was like, "Well, you know, uh, I have a Space Jam. It's coming out at the end of the month." Like yeah. he just yeah, pivoted like, to the like to, to advertise it. Yeah, why not? Hey, but in his uh, movie. No, but when the next like we we're seeing it now with the Suns, like there's the chatter on Twitter now is like. Uh, the Suns did it. Well, they're they're arguing that the Suns are like, hey, it's potential to like go all the way and win. Uh, and then when the playoffs started, I was like, hey, I'm looking at the field. Besides, because um, we had the play-in, you had like Golden State, but they were like the the play-in team. And you had uh, Lakers. They won. You know, they're the defending champs technically. Um, mm-hmm. But everything else was like new. It was like, hey, you don't know. At one point, the Golden State were like the dark horse. Yeah. You know, you never know. So you have to start new, new, uh, new stars. Oh, yeah. You have to create new stars. You had um, Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas coming uh, during the whole Lakers Celtics in the eighties, but you know, they became their own thing. Then um, yeah. you don't think that people were kind of like, where's, Hey, where's magic and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, every, everybody it's a passing of the torch. Like that's why every decade has their own thing. Like you had, the 70s, you had like the Celtics and um, the Knicks and the Lakers um, in the 70s. And then it went to like the Lakers and the Celtics and Bird of Magic in the 80s. Then MJ and um, oh, it was perfect. obviously MJ like dominated that, that decade. But it was perfect though. He beat the Lakers. So it was kind of like it yeah. was in your face passing of the torch. Right, he beat the Celt. You know, he beat us. Uh, you know, the, the Pistons. He got over that hurdle. It was like very uh, digestible, like a story. Like, like, all right, now this is the next. Michael yeah. Jordan is the '90s. Now it's, we don't have that. Is that why people are like, okay, it's so abrupt that they're like, you had the Raptors last, then you had the Lakers. P- 
people like feel like the Golden State maybe and like the the Heat and the and the Cavs it was such a long time ago that people are like. Yeah. And every time you hear people talk about like, oh, like I'm I'm sick of this team. I hate this team. Why do you hate them? They win too much. And it's like because you know as a Yankee fan, like I used to hate shit all the time. But it's like because you got to think of it. Not everybody's a fan of these teams, and it's it's like. It does. It is. It's not enjoyable. I mean, I talk about it with like the bandwagon fan type of shit, where it's just like it's not fun to have to like every season. You know your team's not gonna make it, so you're gonna have to pick a side um, of two teams like you probably don't give a shit about anyways, just to make the thing enjoyable. It's so nice to see new teams and new players on a on a stage like Devin Booker. This is his first playoff. Um, you know, uh, somebody I got to give a lot of credit to, Paul George. Everybody places, like, this pandemic E um, label on him. Like, oh, like, he, he disappears in the playoffs. And I'm like, I remember, like, prior to his injury, because people forget about that, his Olympic injury, where, it, like, it was a horrific thing to watch, where his knee got – his knee blew out, and he missed, like, most of the season. He came back, like, in April. And he was leading the Pacers to, like, the Eastern Conference Finals. It was a long time, like, Paul George was, like, the only, like, the like the biggest comp- comp- competition. It was the biggest competition that LeBron had in the East and the Heat had in the East. Um, you see him flourish. Um, Giannis, Atete- uh, Giannis Atetokounmpo, um, people are saying, like, he didn't deserve these MVPs. Um, he doesn't have any skills other than this. He doesn't do anything. Um, he's so one-dimensional, blah, 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 blah. And now you're seeing him beating, like, the team that swept them last year in the heat. They've turned around and sweeped them this year, so he got that revenge. And then he beats um, Kevin Durant. Uh, basically, it was him and Kevin Durant one-on-one, or him and and – him versus Kevin Durant and like half of Harden, and he still overcame that. Um, the Hawks, obviously, you know, it's hard to talk about because you know they beat us, but you know, objectively, it's amazing. You know, here's this team that kind of was like in a shitter all year, making this coaching change and turn into like a whole different team. And you know, they're playing for the Eastern Conference. You know, we don't know how things will shake out, but I like seeing a new, um, I like seeing the new teams on it, uh, the new teams like new faces. That's that's what it, it gives you hope because it's like, mm. all right, you've seen everything that, especially again with the Knicks, where it's like all season long, like they played well and they got into it, and now they have an identity around the league as a team that's going to compete for the playoffs and a team that is maybe like a piece or two away from really contending um, for, you know, the conference or contending for a championship. They're, they're, you know, it gives you that hope, you know, that you don't got to sit down. Like, for the last 10 years, like, if you wasn't a LeBron fan, which everybody knows I'm not, you know, you're sitting down and it's just like, um, you're just waiting. It's just like when – and Steph, you know, and Durant, where it's just like, all right, we have to wait these guys out. Like, what am I going to do? Wait another 10 years 
for these guys to like go away and they're not going to go away. But now, like, it seems like the NBA has gotten to this place where everybody is, is showing up and I'm all for it, man. And I, it's like a lot of complaining from like the press where it's like, I remember my first day they were complaining because, you know, God forbid, like the finals are in like Milwaukee. As you know, who cares? I don't care about your vacation. Like, do you do like if you don't want to go to Milwaukee, you could do the show from like the regular first take studios. Like, I'm not trying to hear you complain. Like, you know how people were pissed off when ESPN was talking about politics and stuff like that. Oh, they talk about politics too much. Me personally, I would I would more have an issue. Like people need to start complaining about these people complaining about not being able to go to like South Beach or LA or some other place they like to go. My uh, I already said that Miami or San Francisco or whatever. Like I don't care about your vacation. I'm caring about competitive basketball. And if you're a sports network, that's what you should care about too. Yeah, it's it's, it's not convenient for them. Yeah. Uh, it's not working out for them. Like they've they've established like you know like all right this. That's like, NBA is like that. They're the they have the dynasties where it's like a chunk of time. Like oh, I remember the late '80s. Like our sports writers probably like oh, I remember getting drunk all the time in Detroit. Like in the late '80s, that's where I was at in Boston. I was always there. Uh, all right, so you you had trouble uh, spe- saying the guy's name a little bit. That's what they're afraid of. They're like all right, so we have a guy who's the favorite. You know, my picks were uh, in April before the postseason started was uh, Phoenix and Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Milwaukee, one of the best players in the league. Uh, you know, people know may know the name because it's like unusual. It's like a different name. You always want about one name now. He's one of them, like one name people because of his last name, Giannis. Um, Atetokounmpo. I know yeah, how to say his name. It's just yeah. saying it in a whole like in betwixt like my whole rant was was bothering me. Giannis is is a very that's a popular like that's like John like in the that style. Um. But you have that, and then you have Trey Young. Who uh, you, you would you see him on the cover of uh, GQ magazine? I don't, you know, I don't really think so. He's great and everything, but I don't see him as a personality that can, again, one day maybe be like a Space Jam type of guy. I don't see that. Um, so maybe that's what the, the, these two are the, you know, the, the, the faces of these two teams. They're yeah. nervous, like, oh, hey. we have, to, we have to. How are we going to sell this to uh, hey, these casuals? He's gonna be in trouble next year because they, like all that stuff he does on the court, they're gonna start calling like offensive fouls instead of fouls on the other players. So he's gonna probably have to figure out his um how to how to change his game. Yeah, and then on in the West, and you have the Suns. Um, I mean, that's like that's like where people retire. They go there in Phoenix. So like, it's not that like sexy like South Beach. Um, I still think the the best. It's over the Clippers. It has to be the Suns for them because um, I, I feel like that could be the next, like, like a franchise they, they can uh, put their history wagon to. Clippers, people are always going to be like, oh, it's not the Lakers, though. It's like the Clippers. Like they're always going to say that because like their gimmick is that they're the, like the younger brother of the Lakers. Uh, like like the cool celebs. No, the cool celebs back in the day, like like in like in the two thousands, were like, oh, I don't go. I go to Staples Center. I go see the Clippers. Like he always had that. It wasn't like. They're not Jack Nicholson. They're they watch the Clippers, and then that kind of changed because of the, you know they had a new structure because of the whole former owner and everything. But their new identity is what? They're not the Lakers again. Like what's the you know anyway? Sorry. 
Yeah, I like the cover of the banners. But I was saying, I was like, um, I was so glad that like the Clippers moved on, and like the Nets didn't, because it's kind of like you you say that they're not the Lakers, so it's kind of like the same thing. Because there was a lot of like hodgepodge on like, oh, why can't the the like Knicks fans should root for uh mm. the Nets because. You know, this is like the deepest, like New York's basketball is. This is the deepest that uh, New York basketball has gone since like the '90s or something like that. And it's just like you people clearly don't understand how New York works. And I was glad that like that energy went to the 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 Clippers, um, and the Laker fans because right after the game, like Tyrone Lue was asked, it was like you know, like how do you feel about like Laker fans like rooting against the Clippers? It was like, they shouldn't root against us. It's the same city. And it's just like, nah, dude. Like, I've been rooting for, like, one team my whole life. The thing people don't understand is, like, if we wanted to root for those teams, like, my other team, like, we would have rooted for them from the jump. Like, nobody asked Mets fans, like, oh, why don't you root for the Yankees? It's like, dude, if I wanted to be a Yankee fan, I would have been a Yankee fan. I'm a Mets fan. You know, vice of versa. All the, of all the sports, NBA is, is the team, is, is the sport where I, it makes most sense not to root for the team because you play there in your division. You could, before interleague play, you could say like Mets and Yankees only would ever see exhibition games or a subway series, but then interleague play happen. So now it is more like we do play them more often, but it's, you know. Yeah, and then the Jets and the Giants, like they play once. Four years, right? Every four yeah. years. So, and then like you'd play them once every four years, and then they would come, then it would be, we would be away. So in a decade, we'd play twice. That's insane. That's a generation almost. And then think about it this way. Just like you said, they play in the same division. Like, how sick would you be if, like, you were up here, like, like if we were up here, like, shaking our pom-poms for the Nets, and then, you know, the Knicks go out and get, like, um, they somehow get, like, two superstars or something like that, and... They're like all of a sudden like the NBA championship like conversation, and they're in the Eastern Conference Finals with the Nets, and I'm sitting, you're sitting there looking at each other, or Nets fans are looking at us like, y'all were like rooting for us last year, now you're you're now you're all tough and like against us, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it it would feel weird to be like cheering for a team one year just because oh it's New York, and then the next year I'm like no nah, I hate these guys guts. Like that's Brooklyn. You can relate to this probably, but I'm gonna bring it up anyway. Um, it's it it feels like kind of the people that are pushing this are like people that have a hometown team in like basketball, like a Nick fan, but they went to school somewhere, so they have like their college team, so they have the ability to I'll root for you when I when you're in it, but they can separate it, like um uh, like in the March Madness, like you 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 find a team. Oh, this is gonna be my team for this for this March Madness, I'm picking this team. Like with me, I have like St. John's and like, I like Syracuse and stuff, but you, you always have like a team where you're like, Oh, I want to root for them this time. Yeah. Like you, you have the ability to, cause like the players are there for at, at most four years. So it's yeah. not like a franchise. It's more like individuals. So I can see that, but um, doesn't, doesn't work for me. And it's not gonna yeah. work for me, brother. Yeah, definitely. I can't go for that. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no can do. Hollow notes. They uh, did they play in '87? A little foreshadowing. Um, no, they were probably on their hiatus at that point. Okay. Oh, oh so, you know, well, if they were, you know, I'd have to change my choices. That <laughs> that's the last time they made an album. I think they make it their last really, you know, pop album that year. So, all right. So, uh, the next play in the Garden, world's most famous arena. 
uh, we're going to talk about uh, the other side of it. We have sports, but then we also have like the arts and music and performance. Cause it's not all just music. Uh, we're going to talk about the Madison Square Garden's 1987 uh, event lineup. And we're going to kind of fantasy book uh, us being uh, our age, you know, like in the, in 87, that's going to be our next subject. All right, Chuck. So uh, my birthday was a month ago about our birthdays were about a month ago. Uh, quiet year. I did get like, you know, like socks. I got like shirts and stuff, but the big, the big gift I got was tickets to see uh, Guns N' Roses. Um, I love Guns N' Roses. And when they performed in 2016, I had to leave early because I, I was working a night shift that always bugged me. So uh, my girlfriend got me tickets to see Guns N' Roses and it would be the first, it's going to be the first like concert event since the pandemic. So I'm excited. And it had me uh, thinking about that when I saw the tweet uh, the original poster, I forget, but I have what they tweeted. It was the Madison Square Garden uh, performance concert uh, uh, calendar or schedule for the year of 1987. So pretty much, uh, oh, that's not quite, but I could have been probably conceived during one of these shows, possibly, <laughs> almost, almost in, in, the, uh, in the parking lot. But uh, there's about two dozen of them. Um, me and Chuck, we already talked about it. You gave me yours. We have one in common. Mm -hmm. uh, I just want to give people a little glimpse into it. It's 1987, so what do you expect? You expect a lot of rock, pop music. Uh, right on the top. Billy Joel, like, you know, he, he pays the bills in Madison Square Garden, basically. Yeah, that's it's the next six, next year he's doing that for like once a month. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we have hair metal. We have Rat and Poison. This potentially would have been on mine. I just want to go through the list. Rat and Poison. You're going to see Rat and Poison? All right, these guys were probably like up for two days, loaded. Barely, you know, you go on YouTube and it's just like pfft, like confetti and like just random rat is from uh, the Golden Child soundtrack. Uh, I like Poison, but I wouldn't see them in 87 though. So I skipped that one. Then you have Iron Maiden. I don't like that. I don't like that metal. Uh, you got Eric Clapton. Not, you know, not a fan. Huey Lewis in the news would have been fun. Yeah. That's like, and that's like, hey, this is never going to stop, guys. This is never going to stop. Eighty-seven. Uh, Jose Feliciano, which ironically, my uh, my aunt, my great aunt, was his teacher. Uh, he was blind, right? Uh, she, he was like her his, his teacher. So, still, I wouldn't see him. He's beautiful music, though. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so here we are. It's June. It's it, it would have been um, my well, June fifth. And June 5th and 8th, no, three days. He had a, what is it? No, June 5th to the 8th, Luther Vandross. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you told me that this was probably the one you would go to. Yeah, that's one of the two. It's like you had to pick two, right? Yeah, but we're going to get the other one later. Okay. Yeah, Luther Vandross. Like, I've always said, I remember, you know, speaking of tweets where you, you know, you kind of like come up with your own answer. Um, I seen one and I was like, yo, what song? do you wish you were alive um, to be in the club for? Like when it came out, came, came, you know, when the song came out for the, you know, picture you in the club and the song, you, you hear the intro and you just like, ooh, this song bangs and you just start dancing. And it was like, which song of all the songs in history or the ones like you hadn't been old enough to go to the club or hadn't been alive to go to the club in, uh, and, and here. And my choice was 
Luther Vandross is never too much. Like, as soon as you, yeah, once you hear that, I could just imagine like the first song I should hit in your ear and you're in a club and you got like, I used to like, you know, drink and you, and you, you are pregame, you got on like your, your Jerry Curl juice is dripping. Yeah, yeah, your sequin like blazers is popping. And you're just doing a shoulder. The bass, it, it, let's mm-hmm. pretend like it's a club is downstairs. So you have to go down the stairs and the bass gets louder. And then like you hear like, it's probably like Earth, Wind and Fire song ending, segueing yeah. into this, you know, like we get a nice little breeze coming through and you're like, you know. Yeah, yeah like Luther, he was so such a great like entertainer. And he had so he had so much range in like the music that he made. Yeah, like all of these ballads, and then he had these like you know, um, you know, club songs or, or like dance songs, and he was just so great, such a great entertainer. And I just remember it had um, I don't know if you ever seen the video. I guess he was like performing at a concert. It was like a live like concert show. Um, that's that that was like you know produced into some kind of like video um and you just see the mic and nobody's there but then you see him like walk by and just be like "Eh." (laughs) like yeah (laughs) like people were just like and clapping and cheering i was like that's the effect like loot out on people but like so I would have definitely loved to see see that in person. So that's why he's one of my choices. That's interesting. You know, that's I don't know why. For some reason, Luther Vandross is like my mom uh, liked him, but I never like. There's always a time where I would get into like one act or one singer, one artist. Like mm-hmm. starting in college, I like I went through like someone's catalog. I would like purposely just listen to the album from start to finish, and then move on to the next thing. And whatever stayed stayed like in the MP3 uh, later on. But uh, I'm surprised I never really got into the, the friend Dross, you know. And I know, like, Dance With My Father again is, like, my mom's, like, favorite song. Whenever mm-hmm. she likes that song. Uh, all right. So then, like, after you have more of them, I just want to bring up. Uh, I'm going to skip a couple. Brian Adams, not a fan. You know, Duran Duran. Yeah, well, I party guys. I like them. I wouldn't Duran Duran, too. I would have probably. They would have been up there for me as well. Don't know, I don't know their opening acts, really. Uh, Erasia is like, a, is, like, a techno, you know, like, a, they were with Duran Duran. British stuff. Paul, Paul Simon, you know, in the 80s, this is, like, when he was, like, right at the end of him being, like... Relevant. Yeah. Well, he had that song with Chevy, the Chevy Chase thing. You could be my bodyguard. That's, like, 88, 87. Mm-hmm. So that was probably him doing that. All right. So this is one that was a contender. Uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. But I'm more of a Tom Petty guy. I like I like his, like, early 90s stuff. So I don't know. So I looked at the set list. I'm like, I do like his music. He's one guy I regret not seeing. He used to always play the Beacon every year. He would do, him and the Doobie Brothers would do like a uh, residency at the Beacon, but mm-hmm. uh, he passed away. Um, it was a, a shock when he died. It was 2015, so I never got to see him. This would have been cool, iconic. 87 Madonna would have been kind of like iconic to see, but I yeah. would you know, iconic. Bon Jovi, I hate Bon Jovi. Yeah. Uh, Billy Likewise. Idol. I, I, w- I want to see Billy Idol. If, if I'm in, like, let's say, like, a weird place like Orlando or, like, another uh, city like that, or, like, and then Phoenix, oh, my, Billy Idol's playing this hard rock. Oh, shit, let's go. Like, that's the guy I would see, like, that now. Um, but no, not, not in 87. Uh, he was still a big deal in 87. Uh, the Cure, 
Uh, I like them, but not in 87. This is another iconic moment that I would have loved to have been to. Uh, Beastie Boys at Run DMC. Uh, they're still Def Jam. Beastie, Beastie Boys were still doing their Def Jam gimmick, you know, like, like the whole uh, Five for Your Right stuff, like their whole, like, uh, party guy image that was kind of, like, uh, put on. Uh, but Run DMC, uh, iconic group, you know. Um, yeah. That would have been great. I, I would have loved to see them three with them two, uh, well, you know, the two groups, but I think they were Public Enemy at one point, too. And Public Enemy ended up being the first concert I ever went to that was, like, not Weird Al. <laughs> like, it was, that was my first legit concert. So that would have been up there, but I, I, I didn't pick that. Then you have Motley Crue. Oh, that would have been great to see them in their prime, 87, Motley Crue, with Whitesnake, who had their comeback hit, the uh, Here I Go Again. Mm-hmm. You know, we just lost her, the model, Tony Katane. Yeah. But uh, I still see Motley Crue now, even though uh, there's a meme of Vince Neil's going, uh, uh, guys, we're postponing the tour till uh, summer 2022. And then it's the picture of the, from the, the Star Wars, you know, the girl smiling. Then it's like, you know, when she repeats it, you know the meme? Is that what it's from? The meme where, like, she's like, you're going to do this. You're going to do Sugar with the Mooney, right? And the next one is like, you're going to do Sugar with the Mooney, right? That meme that was popular. What's mm-hmm. that from again? Do you know what I'm talking about? The meme where it's uh, it's Anakin. Oh, the Natalie yeah. Portman one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Natalie Portman. I should have said her name. Yeah. Uh, but they have one. It's Vince smiling. Hey, we're going to postpone the, con- the tour to 2022. To, to rehearse, right? And then, like, it's him still smiling. To rehearse, right? Because, God, you know, he's not that good anymore. But it would have been great to see him in 87. No, I, didn't, I still didn't pick that. All right, Tina Turner, great. Winnie Houston, seeing her at, in 87. Wow, that would have been great. Yeah. Uh, David Bowie would have been my pick, but then it's 87 Bowie, and he was purposely not playing his hits. He was playing his music I like, because I like his weird his weird era of this time. It was like Labyrinth era. He Deep made a good cuts, album. So Deep cuts. As, yeah. In the set list, he only played uh, Blue G- uh, Gene Genie and um, Fame, which is a great, you know, Fame. That's the only songs he played. Everything else was yeah. So, mm-hmm. all right. So, long story short, just to say, I saw them. I I, I pick you too because that's like my band, you know. So I pick you too. You know, uh, I I wanted to make this a topic because I thought of it randomly as hell. So I'm gonna squeeze it in right here now that you brought up you too. So I have like the the leeway to talk about it. Okay. I know you. You're not an iPhone user. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does everybody remember when like Apple like forced a YouTube album on all of our phones? And the shit was like the worst thing ever because I used to like to listen to my music on like shuffle. So I'd be listening and like in the gym because this is when I used to like work out real heavy he- heavily and I'm working out on like pumping iron. Oh yeah. And then like randomly on listen to like like Rick Ross, like, I, I want to say it was around the time, I think I'm Big Meech, Larry yeah, and, like, you'd be listening to that and, like, getting a good work in, uh, you know, like, next thing you know, like, it's all, like, new YouTube, like, see, now, I like regular old YouTube, I like, like, 2000. Classic, like, YouTube like, classic, you don't like New Coke, you like. Coca-Cola Classic. Yeah, I like, like, YouTube from, like, when they came out, like, these years, where, where Mike's anyway. talking about in this concert, and then up until they they did the song for um Tomb Raider, and then, no, no, not even not, the Beautiful Day. Oh, okay. No, nah, they did a song for Tomb Raider. Oh, probably. 2000. That's, like, their comeback. Um, yeah. Treat it like a, it was basically a, um, a uh, what do you call that again? 
It was an invasion of privacy. Because you have to go, you have to like do like a whole like Google into like how to like remove it from your your um your phone. I was just like, this is this was so unnecessary. And ironically, I didn't have an iPhone, and uh, I was anticipating the album. Like, what what were they trying to accomplish there at all? Like, oh, like, it's, it's, like, just a retrospect. It's, like, Apple was, like, yeah, we got to, like, link up with some kind of band and, like, you know, Vertigo, they did do something. Why, why you two of all bands? Like, nothing against you two. I'm, like, why you two? Super wealthy guys hanging out. This would be cool. How about you know? No, but they did Vertigo was like the the first song ever on the iPod commercial. That imagine, and, uh, Jet. Imagine our shit was on like Steve Jobs, like Will, Will, because I'm pretty sure like, it was after he died. It's just like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, um, last part. Um, please include a album that virtually nobody wants to listen to, even YouTube fans on people's phones, uh, for absolutely no reason at all. Rickworld. He Rickworld yeah. us. Uh, um, but but anyway. I would have preferred to see you two in 91, 92, 93 in Yankee Stadium. Because that's like when they were like, there's a picture of them on Jerome Avenue, like posing in front of uh, all those like Yankee bars that were that were still there. But like, they used to be the ones that you would go to right before, literally across the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's always cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, the cars are cool too. And these other like, Progressive yeah. rock crap I might into like Russia. I never I don't like them. Yes, no disrespect. But uh, now here we are with our mutual um, pick. All right, okay. so we talk about who we're mentioning all these '80s bands and iconic bands and everything. Here we go. In in October of 1987, October 13th and 14th of 1987, the crowds filled up the world's most famous arena to witness. The filming of Eddie Murphy's, uh, let me have it right here, Raw. Raw. And it's the second yes. one, Delirious, and then we have Raw. That's what the, you know, the two ones everyone talks about. Uh, they filmed it in October. It was released uh, into the UK during um, like Thanksgiving week for us. And then it came out December 17th, Christmas week you know, in, uh, in America and man, that that's crazy, you know? And back then there was no, you had to wait for the movie to come out. You had the Richard Pryor movies and stuff like that. And then you would see it on the big screen. This seemed like an event, right? Everyone yeah. loved Eddie Murphy, you know? So how great would it have been to been there for the filming of it? I mean, so cause like, I, you, you confirmed it for me because now like, that's something I like, it's like, Oh, what if like these, these were like Eddie Murphy raw, like what if it was Eddie Murphy raw, yeah, it was. Tabins, and I was like, you know, now I have this added context, like, yeah, like, god damn it. You know, you, you guys listen to our, um, you know, talking about comedy. Oh, wait, comedy. you know what? I take it back, actually. He was the setup for it. It was at the, um, it was at a theater. Never mind, I take it back. But it's still, like, the same month. Well, same you know what, Don? Then it probably was, like, the same, like, material, because it's that's the, what they usually do. I think They'll, it's the theater. The theater yeah. that they used to have in the garden, you know, like self oh, theater, felt forum. Felt that probably forum. was that used to be the pair uh, that turned into the Paramount, right? And then and now it's Hulu. It is. Yeah, they, oh, wow. well, that, went through many names, many names. It just used to be the theater at the garden when I when I first got here. But no, nah, they what what comedians do or big comedians and they have specials like they'll try out mm-hmm. material 
um, much of the same way, like with wrestlers, right? Like they'll do certain matches that like they'll try out basically the same match at like the house show. Yeah. And whatever worked, whatever got like, you know, a reaction from the crowd, like they'll incorporate it into like the televised match. And whatever didn't, they would just leave off and probably come up with something different. And that's basically what comedians do. Like they'll try out their materials. Like we we don't, you know, when we were talking about like Patrice O'Neill, where like comedians, um, they would do sets or whatever, like impromptu sets, like after hours, um, or when like the place is closing or like, you know, they weren't expected to be there. And it basically, it basically be that. It'd be like, oh, like well, I'm doing this HBO special um in about a week so i gotta try out these jokes so i'm thinking if we went to that show in 1987 it was probably you know a lot of like the eddie murphy raw um the material from that yeah so that's the thing with like uh stand-up like you were saying about with wrestling you go to nightclubs and you could be seeing these like random guys and maybe one headliner that you know that you paid to take it to see and then I know her, like the 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 MC will be like, ladies and gentlemen, Eddie Murphy, or like Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle will come out like two in the morning. Yeah. Hey, how the hell are you? You know that, and you'd be like, holy shit, I paid twenty five dollars and two drink minimum. I've seen Eddie Murphy just or Dave Chappelle or someone like that just work out material for like two hours, you know, um, which is kind of which is really cool. But then the final product would be like all the stuff, the fat cut off. And then you would have Raw. So Raw was in the Madison Square Gardens Theater. I've seen a bunch of stuff there. Um, you're well aware of how it how it's how it is. Um, but yeah, it's iconic. Uh, Eddie Murphy Raw. Let's let's just say who who helped with it. You had other icons of comedy from the '80s and early '90s. You had Ken Ivory Wayne's work on it. Yeah. Uh, you had uh, Robert Townsend. Robert everyone, Townsend. Yeah. Robert, Ta- yeah, Robert Townsend. Pretty much, uh, most people probably know him from WB Parenthood, uh, but he was like a writer uh, in the vein of uh, sort of Keenan. But he was kind of like a writer for uh, how we talked about Paul Mooney that time last month. Like he kind of wrote for other people. Yeah. And he had he had his time to shine later. Uh, Hollywood Shuffle, which is great. We had all these great minds working on little skits they had in the beginning. So that was cool, you know, uh, just to say, like, uh, you were there. Because it's not like if I saw Molly Crew, yeah, I saw Molly Crew 87 in the garden. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, another uh, show in, like, a 30, 30, 60 date tour. Like, it's just another show. This is, like, iconic. It's, like, it's on celluloid. It's a film, you know. So you can always go back and capture capture that moment on uh, on film, which is kind of out of all the people on our list this is the one that stood out to me the most. And we both thought about it at the same time or, you know, we agreed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 87 uh, or delirious. What do you prefer? Raw. Raw is my favorite. I told you, I told you on the the last one or the one we did um, a while back. I was Eddie Murphy. Raw is my favorite. Like, I just, I love watching it. The material, obviously like that was the whole basis of, what we were talking about, like the comedy or the material um, wouldn't go over today. But, you know, at the time it was it was a lot of funny shit, but he covered a lot of things that are relevant. And 
he covered a lot of things that were relevant. And at the same time, it was like in his like like mid twenties, like twenty something. Twenty seven. Yeah. So you know, it was like a young dude around like the same age that I am now, and he was just talking about life. And like the first time I saw it, like. I might have been like a teenager, so I didn't really, you know, like I, I, I got some of the stuff, but then like when I got into like, you know, my twenties and you know going out and living life around that age, like I was like, oh yeah, all right, now I see what he's talking about. You appreciated it more yeah. as you got older. Like you, you, you understood that it was good. Like you understood it was like quality back then. Like I knew, like I've had this DVD probably since like uh, early two thousands. So uh, I've been watching it since then. They used to air it on Comedy Central, probably, right? Mm-hmm. They used to air it like un- uncut or raw. They just call it, show it raw. Yeah, like, like at three in the morning. Yeah, yeah, like so that's always something. Like, Eddie, Eddie, you know, you come home and like you put it on, you like fall asleep to it. Um, but yeah, like he was twenty-seven, probably or like late twenties, and he was at you know he just did what uh, Beverly Hills Cop two. Um, and he was already being like introspective a little bit because he, you know, if he's talking about him being as a ki- being a kid, like they had this kid where it's like he's talking about stuff like he's already he's, he's so young, but he's still talking about like being reminiscent. He's like nostalgic already, which is weird. It's not like he's yeah, like because Adrian was on Dion Richmond, if you know him, Bud from Cosby Show, yeah, one of my favorite. But, like, um, what do you call those movies? Like, um uh like sublime movies like tripping like oh um abstract type or like uh nah, just like not like a popular movie not really like a cult movie oh, but oh, oh, oh. i know what you're talking about yeah um yeah well it's like one of my favorite movies tripping obscure uh, yeah obscure. He, he you know he he's an eye and he was on um, sister, sister. Tripping. yeah tripping, tripping is a movie with that was that the white guy or something like that? Or which one's that? Where he's like on the cover tripping? I think I know. I'm getting confused yeah, with like him uh, and, um, box art. Who? Is that, I'm thinking of like random box art from like nah, VHSs. It's like him. He's in there. Um, Countess Vaughn from the Parkers and um, Maya Campbell from In the House. And um, what's on his name? He's the Donald Faison. Um, He's in there and Guy Tory of the Tory brothers, you know, the, the comedians, like there and there. Um funny house movie. But he's one of he's the one playing Eddie when he was a kid. Okay. And also Tatiana Ali was playing like his sister, um, Bernie in that in our part, and it had Sam Jackson in there. And Sam Jackson was like the uncle that was like laughing. He was, he was, he was like, "This kid's funny." Then <laughs> you had uh, the another Wayne's in it, Kim Wayne's, but it's like uncredited, kind of like uh, I love it. I had a good time, you know. Like they were like, yeah. you remember that they would have commercials for movies, and they were like, "You just saw Eddie Murphy. Did you like it? I loved it." The old thing. Oh was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the audience thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Honestly, it, it was on Netflix for a while. I had it on DVD, but I lost all of my DVDs. Uh, um, but yeah, like I love okay. Eddie Murphy Raw. So you had like uh, um, so Eddie Murphy, and then I looped the fans Ross, and you had Eddie Murphy, and I picked you too. But I I can go back and forth with that and David Bowie. Like 
you know uh I'll, you know wang chung was on it with tina turner wang chung is like my uh again oh, like, like you uh, said uh another one i was like something uh, to me because i like wang chung too like obscure because if uh the, uh they have a great soundtrack i'm not sure there's a movie that i told you about um i'm not sure if you saw it uh once upon a time no um what's it called again um la to live and die in la oh no heard of it haven't seen it yes William Peterson, you have to see that because, like, it's really like kind of like they gave it, they let them make the soundtrack and they just like put the movie, the music in the movie every once in a while. Uh, mm-hmm. 80, 80s, but it's really good. Uh, it's like Beverly Hills Cobb meets Manhunter. Um, if you ever saw that prequel, The Signs of the Lambs, but anyway, uh, but that's great though. Like, Eddie Murphy, uh, you know, because I keep going back to the point where it's on a DVD now, you know, it's a moment in time it's kind of like a live aid like for a concert it's mm-hmm. like seeing the beatles in uh shea stadium yeah. like it's not just oh beatles in concert it's a moment it's all like woodstock that's yeah. you know something like that where it's an event it's a moment so that's why i absolutely had to choose that uh but again 1987 um is the tail end of uh a lot of the pop from the early 80s that everyone knows um they just had a great lineup. Uh, I'm, 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 we should do this more often because who knows? Like maybe like I want to see what bands were playing like when I was born. You know, yeah. like what I could have saw. But yeah, I mean Eddie Murphy, man. There you go. Yeah. Episode fifty-eight. Mike, final thoughts. All right. So you know, so far with the Yankees, uh, we talked a lot about the Yankees last year. I was excited for that. You know, we did the black seats. We started that uh, that uh, series. Uh, at this point, it's not fun to watch the Yankees, um, for the fact that, you know, it's, it's just like, it's summer, I'm hot, I'm sticky, we didn't get to talk about the sticky stuff, uh, but for <laughs> the last few weeks, you know, that's something we were talking about, um, by the time that this drops, uh, someone already got suspended a couple of days ago, somebody else, yeah. uh, Dusty Baker's like, oh, you're gonna be seeing a lot of this shit happening. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw former manager, former Yankee Girardi and, uh, the Nationals, Matt Serger, I can't, uh, pulling out his ass, you know, <laughs> that, that was unbelievable. I was like, uh, that's like the guy, he did that. What's his name too? The guy from the Rangers. Like, that um, what you call it? Like naked gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I'm sorry guys. Um, but yeah, well, speaking of movies that have baseball in it, uh, Major League, you know, the whole thing with Vagisil, you know, tamale, uh, hot sauce. I just think about that, and it's like, it's they're making a big deal of it, but um, I don't know. It, it shows that maybe it is true, but, like, it, it ain't a crime if you don't if you ain't get caught. So I don't know. Because uh, we talked about, um, last couple of episodes, we talked about um, Garrett Cole, and, like, his numbers have gone down. I don't know. if It, it went up for that one time when he was trying to, like, shove in the guy's face, but is there something to it or is this people just trying to stir the shit um, using it as like a way to fuck with the guy, you know, like do a timeout uh, to freeze the kicker. Is it kind of like that? It's a fucking up the game. Um, During uh, the week last week, I watched Brockmire over again. I finished the series. Uh, If you don't know, that show is about a uh, baseball commentator, a commentator. Uh, It goes off into a hole. Did you finish the show? Shug? Yeah. All right. So they talk about a lot of the themes in it is like baseball sucks. No one likes baseball anymore. It's too long. Like yeah, it's like eight hours long. Was, yeah. 
so this is basically another thing where like you're watching the game and uh now they're doing timeouts to check on there's there's it's always been a rule or on you know unwritten rule where you can like uh ask the umpire to check out the pitcher but now like it's like invoked to like fuck with them and like do it again and it's like people are doing it again and that's going to make the, the game even longer and uh it's 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 for the it's not for the better because it's a distraction and uh, i'm not i'm not for it yeah they waste time with that shit and then they go waste like so much time checking pictures and instant replay and all of that crap but then like when it comes to extra innings it's like a carnival game yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, there's a bird on the field. It's like just annoying little uh, distractions, and mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's. I'll, I'll get back into it if the Yankees go on a roll, and we get a little postseason action going on because now there's more chances you get in there, and then I'll get really focused back into it. Right now, it's too hot to be uh, watching these games. NBA, I'm excited uh, because <clears throat> as a Nick fan, there's, uh, there's hope. There's, hey, we could be the next top three teams you don't know like when the last time it happened with golden state uh you had uh the raptors you know kyle leonard you know you had like people like this that come out he could be the first guy that three different teams in in the finals you know um so it's like as a really hardcore fan i want to see something new i like uh, discovering new players and seeing new new matchups and stuff uh the casual fans and the people that are the talking heads on espn and uh, those media outlets, they want the, it's exactly like pretty much movie industry where like the bankable Marvel movie, the blockbuster, they're afraid of like taking chances now. So they want the marquee names like LeBron and everything. And they'll hype up a playing game over the NBA finals. They're going to hype up that Golden State Warrior Laker game. They already hyped it up way more than they will the uh, NBA finals this year, which is sucks man it's it's, it's, a, it's a shame because uh i like the young uh talent trey young he pissed he annoyed the shit out of me hopefully we get our revenge next year msg that that was a that was kind of a fun little uh fantasy booking for that um there's a lot of guys i never a lot of a lot of artists i never got to see the people i did see uh, i'm glad i i got to see them when they were still around you know i got to see prince at msg three times or no two times um and seeing a lot of these people I grew up listening to, being able to see them when they were young and starting out, like you too. Say what you will, Shug, about the whole. I it's kind of like, uh, like I I know why people were annoyed at it with the uh, you two with the Apple. I but I wish they didn't do it. It's kind of like a cringe, the cringy moment that like, oh why'd you post that? It's like your buddy posting something like cringy. Like oh, man, you should have done that, because you look like an idiot for like so liking them as a fan. But you two is still one of my favorites so i had to pick them Andy murphy uh i feel like we're getting more and more um stand-up comedy uh orientated on our show which is great um i probably told you i i tried doing it a, a few times in the summer like almost a decade ago when i was in school uh it takes a lot of balls to be a stand-up it's a it's a great art and seeing one of the greatest would have been amazing in 1987 hopefully one day maybe we'll see another act we'll get to see another stand-up act it will go. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Final thoughts. Florida. I'm glad you had that good time in Florida. Yeah, it was hot. It was crazy. Um, you know, it it was weird because like people we were wearing our masks like in the hotel and um around 
And people were looking at us like we're crazy. And I'm looking at them like it's Florida. So they probably weren't wearing masks like to begin with. That's weird. Um, but, you know, when we went to the parks and stuff, like, we, you know, I, it was so hot that outside I would wear my, I wouldn't wear my mask or have my mask down. And then once we got in, like waiting for a ride or went indoors, I put my mask on. But I think that the reasoning for that, I was explaining to my mom and brother was that because it says, like, fully vaccinated people don't have to wear masks, which we all were. And if you're vaccinated... Is that, is that, was it, was it honorary? Hmm? Was it an honor, honor system? Or did you have to show proof? Yeah, it was basically that. It was the honor system. So that's what I was getting at, that. Hmm. And if you weren't vaccinated, they required you to wear a mask. But I think it's done, like you say, in the honor system, where it's just like, well, if you're vaccinated, you know you're vaccinated, then you don't have to wear your mask. But if you aren't vaccinated and you don't feel like wearing a mask, then guess what? That's you. That's your problem. You catch the shit and you get real sick and you die. That's on you. Like, I think that's where we are now. So, you know, it gives you more um, impetus to try to get vaccinated. Um, that was an interesting time I had down there. Um, that building collapsed. Yep. Not too far, uh, probably like a good like twenty or thirty miles up the up the um coast because we were right on the coast and you know I was looking at the map and it's like basically if we kept driving down for like 20, 30 minutes we would uh that building is like right there, um and I was like the same day we were leaving Fort Lauderdale so prayers up to like that family. I mean, to the families of the people who are still probably stuck under rubble and the people who have been confirmed dead. So now, like, my love to them. Um, they also said, this was the scary part, like, the, when I was watching the news, where it was, like, that building had places that were Airbnbs. Oh. So, you know, there's people I knew, like, their family was, you know, living in that building that they could have reached out and called our hotline, but there's people who's like, oh, like, my family's going on to Miami, da 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 but not knowing that they were in, like, these Airbnbs. And, you know, I'm not trying to, like, knock Airbnbs, but that's one of the reasons I kind of, like, prefer those because their buildings have to be um, up to code and up to snuff, so you wouldn't really have to worry about... Yeah, and... um. You know, my heart just goes out to those people. And from what I found out, it's like over there, it's like a whole, like the the erosion from being like, you know, near the water and stuff like that. It's causing like sinkholes under the different towns. So at any point, that could have like happened. So scary times. Um, I couldn't imagine for those people. I just thought like since I went down to Florida, I'd be remiss not to like talk about that. Um, Yankees, I don't know what to expect out of them out of these days. Um, you know, I, I feel like Pete LaFleur and, um, dodgeball, you know, I find like when you have no expectations, you cannot be disappointed. So that's where I'm at. Like I could be last year, the game's going on while we're doing a show and I'm just like, all right, I'll, at the end of it or if it finishes by the time we wrap up, you know, so be it. Um, NBA. 
I'm really excited to see what the finals matchups are. Like, I would love to see Giannis go to the finals and um, compete for a championship. Like, in, in a perfect world, um, I would love for it to be Phoenix and Milwaukee. Uh, that way you could see Giannis try to, like, do Giannis things, you know, validate himself. I don't know how a person with two MVPs has to validate himself. Uh, but I would love to see not Chris Paul. If he finally made it to the NBA Finals, that would be a beautiful sight to see. Uh, and then the Clippers, like, I'd like to see the Clippers in there. I really don't want to see the Hawks because I'm still, you know, jilted. Yeah, I'm a little bitter. disappointed. Yeah, bitter. You know me. I don't want to hang on to it, real. I'm fine. Nets didn't make it. Islanders didn't make yeah, it. Yeah, well, uh, you know, yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm like, you know, if the it, the Nets were like the final domino to fall. I was so glad. Like the night I was leaving, I was like packing, and now I, like I, I I slept because I had a flight at like five thirty. Um, I was sleeping through the whole game, and I woke up to like, oh, Nets lost to game seven. I was like, because I was like, now I could just like enjoy the rest <laughs> of these playoffs. Beautiful. Cross it off the list. Oh. Yeah. Snooze. Okay. Um. Yeah, and those those concerts, like it's crazy to look at like old stuff like that. And it's like, you know, it was crazy. We didn't even discuss it in there, but in the in the segment, but it's like somebody on like January or December of like nineteen eighty six, seeing like the lineup for the concerts was just like, all right, like, mm. uh, this band sucks, this band sucks, or they're okay, they're cool, da 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 da. And it didn't mean anything to them. And it probably didn't mean anything to them, like, in January of 1988. Like, oh, I don't care if I missed, like, a Luther Vandross concert. But, like, you know, 20, 34 years in the future, like, we're sitting now looking at this lineup, like, oh, my God, like, every month or week, seemingly, there was at least one, like, crazy, like, like, Hall of Fame um band or singer or um comedian like performing here and it's it's crazy how things like things you take for granted because always like you know we always talk about that like oh I was there for this and so and so happened. Uh so it would have been cool like if we'd have just like oh I like Luther Vandross like just transplant ourselves back in time. I like Luther Vandross. Oh I want to see Eddie Murphy and then like fast forward 20 years and it's just like I was there. Yeah. But, yeah. So that was that's my, my my spiel for the week. I covered all our stuff. You know, it's gonna be a quick turnaround with this episode and the next episode. So if you didn't get to enjoy this episode this week, you know, hopefully you enjoy the next week. But we're gonna be back with episode 59. Like as soon as we're done working on this one, we're gonna start working on that. And um we got some things because we just like in between takes, you know, we going to realize there's something um, new we could do every week. If you guys really enjoyed when we were following different things weekly and had like a segment um, like we did for the anti-biographies, like we did for the bachelor doing something new. Um, so you'll see next week. And this has been episode 58. Oh, shook me the moony, shook me the moony, shook me the moony. <laughs>